We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everybody welcome back to another edition of the dfs ogs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com i am your host as always chris spearmakers fan prince joined as always by my fellow ogs talk week 10 main slate football and family DraftKings. will of course cover, cover some other stuff as well check in on our favorite bets for the week look back at last week as far as our plays our betting records and little spoiler here. Somebody had a rough week in the betting picks. So uh, we'll get to that here shortly. But let me bring in my boys. Chop, Notorious Chop, let's get started with you. How was week nine? Uh, We're in November now, so we're on the countdown of Thanksgiving. How's everything going, my man? I mean, it's going okay as far as uh, last week. Yeah, it was was pretty terrible, man. I had a lot of Justin Jackson, so I, I was not able to recover from that. So the way that you're framing this this uh, scenario, I got a feeling it's definitely not you. So no, it, only can't, leaves, it can't <laughs> possibly be me, or I wouldn't have brought it up there. It only leaves so. me being notorious, and, and I think I think you you first directed it at me. I can I can feel it in your voice at me. So it's probably me, based on everything that I did this weekend. It was it was probably me that had a terrible week. Yeah, it absolutely cannot be me or we wouldn't be talking about it. So it's definitely one of you two, but we'll get to it. Let's get to Notorious. I was week nine. Uh, how's everything going over there? Yeah, Barry, you sounded way too happy that one of us had a bad week. Uh, <laughs> well, finally, so. I'm not the, the dumpster guy. I've, I've been uh, down on the bottom for nine weeks, so it, it feels good to uh, see one of you guys down there for once. But half kidding, of course, but how we doing, buddy? Yeah, I also got Justin Jackson. Uh, that's now the second Chargers player that I played this year that uh, barely even saw the field. Tyrod Taylor earlier uh, with that rib injury. And then uh, I don't know if Jackson got hurt in warmups or on the first play of the game. but uh, And then they brought him out for one random snap, snap in the second half to get us all excited. Never came back in. So uh, that was pretty rough. And uh, anyway, it's Masters week, so nothing's going to bring me down. There you go. Golf on the brain. So we, we pulled Derek away from his golf prep. So maybe we can get a few, uh, few picks from him at the end. Uh, if you play some golf, big week, obviously here with the masters, big tournaments everywhere. So uh, maybe we'll have some time to pick his brain towards the end uh, of the pod, get you guys some picks for that. But uh, I also got Justin Jackson. I also got David Johnson. I got talked into it somehow. I never play that guy, but the matchup was great. Uh, he goes down. So uh, those two were uh, two guys I had a lot of 
Uh, obviously a rough week, had a decent showdown slate on Monday, kind of made up for it, but uh, ready to turn the page here to week 10. So let's jump in. We have 11 games and the NFL did a, a decent job here. We got almost a balanced slate. We actually have more afternoon games uh, than early games this week. So five early games, six games in that four, four thirty Eastern window. So uh, should be a lot of fun, a lot of different slates to play here. So let's jump in guys. We'll start with Washington uh, and Detroit, Detroit, small home favorites here. Uh, both teams coming off losses, Washington, uh, ugly loss to the giants. That was one pick. Uh, we were all on Washington. Uh, so one of those we did not hit uh, as a, as a triumphant uh, Detroit obviously goes to Minnesota uh, and gets punched in the mouth there. So uh, big news of Washington, Kyle Allen looks like he's out for the season. Uh, means Alex Smith uh, becomes the starting quarterback for the football team, 5.2K. So any interest there? Uh, Noto, we're going to start with you, the running backs for Washington. Uh, can we play Gibson? We saw him score a touchdown, but really not do much else outside of that. McKinnon, 14 targets in that game. So you buying into that, or was that more of the game flow? And then the Giants, or the Detroit side, uh, Kenny Galladay remains questionable, probably won't play. Uh, so Marvin Jones, Hawkinson, who are you going to on the Detroit side? Yeah, for Detroit, it's tough. You know, we usually like targeting them at home, but uh, Washington's defense, really good. Number one in pass DVOA this season, uh, and they've been decent enough against the run. They still have that uh, ugly timeshare in the backfield there in Detroit. So, uh, I mean, Swiss look good, but I uh, just don't know about the workload. And then uh, if Kenny Galladay's out, that makes uh, this even worse. Hard to trust Stafford. Uh, I guess you could look to Jones or uh, Danny Amendola, he had a, a pretty good PPR day last week. But for the most part, I'm off of this offense. Uh, the one position that Washington has struggled to defend is tight ends. They are 27th. So maybe look at Hawkinson. Uh, his target share has been increasing recently, and that'll likely continue if Galladay ends up being out. Then for Washington, yeah, I mean, Alex Smith, he's an easy guy to root for after what happened to him. Um, you know, he kept driving the ball down the field and just kept – having those turnovers last week against the Giants, but uh, did have 325 yards. Historically, he's been a guy that likes to check down a bit. So while I don't think McKissick's going to get 14 targets again, I do think the running backs are going to get a lot of targets in this one. I also think Logan Thomas could get a lot of targets in this one. Uh, they're at least interesting value plays. Uh, Gibson probably being the preferred option over McKissick. And then you can play McLaurin each and every week. Nobody in the secondary really scares me off of him. All right, Chop, let's go over to you. So interesting game here. Uh, you know, like you said, Washington's defense uh, has been pretty good. So you trust anybody on that Detroit side? Hawkinson, we, we've seen a decent floor with him, but uh, we really haven't seen a huge game yet. Uh, Marvin Jones scored a touchdown outside of that. Uh, really ho-hum for him. And then Washington, uh, can you play Alex Smith here at 5.2K? Gibson, McKinnon, McKissick, that is, uh, and McLaurin, any interest in the Washington side here against the Lions? Uh, I mean, I guess I got to wait for Stafford to be ruled in or out because if Stafford's out, I don't want anybody on that team. And if, and if Stafford's in, then maybe, maybe I could take a shot on Hawkinson, but that's about it on, over there. And for Washington, uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, man. Uh, Alex Smith really throws a monkey wrench into this. Uh, I don't know that he can get the ball to the guys I want. I want him to get the ball to, so – I'm probably out on those guys. Maybe maybe Antonio Gibson on the checkdowns and stuff is fine, but yeah, I think this really puts a, a wet blanket over the top of Terry McLaren moving forward if Alex Smith has got to be the guy. I wish I wish they'd uh, just as a personal thing, and I tweeted it out on Sunday, but I just don't understand how you can, you know, rightfully r run out a 
30-something-year-old, one-legged quarterback that's way past his prime and is just basically a statue back there as opposed to at least giving your number three overall, whatever he was, draft pick just last year a shot at seeing what he can do, more, more so than what we've seen so far. I don't know. I just don't get it. But if Alex Smith is in there, I don't really have interest in, in his game at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, and, and I, I wonder the same thing. You know, there's got to be more going on behind the scenes for them not to, you know, th- this is another shot. Let's give him a shot, see what he can do. And uh, they didn't make a trade at the deadline, so I, I don't know what the plan is there. Uh, we've seen Alex Smith. You know, it's great to have him back, no doubt, after what he went through. It's a great story, but uh, as far as a, a DFS play, even at 5.2K, uh, I'm probably out on that. And this game in general, not, not a lot here. Uh, that excites me. All right, let's see if there's a betting pick you guys like more. Now, don't have a total on this game. I, I have a line, but there was no total uh, in the DraftKings Sportsbook. So we'll skip the total. So your only option here. Chop, we'll go to you. Lions minus four. Lions minus four. Uh, I mean, obviously it's a big quarterback thing here. So uh, we got, I'd, like to, I'd like to know what Stafford's status was, but I'll take Washington. I'm going to take Washington as well. I know they lost to the Giants here, but uh, these two teams are both pretty bad. I think we get an ugly game that stays close. Uh, I'll go with Washington. Noto, what do you got? Don't want to force the first leg of our parlay, but uh, I was leaning Washington as well. I just think their defense is going to be good enough to keep the game close. All right, so let's get to last week. So we'll, we'll get me out of the way. I, I mean, I didn't have a great week, five and six. So, I mean, still hovering uh, 45, 55, and one on the season. So not great. So one of you guys was eight and three last week. That's, that's the good me. news. The other guy was two and nine. Yeah, congratulations, Notorious, on the eight <laughs> and three week. I think it's the other way. Chop, you were eight and three, buddy. Po- po- really? Really? Look at that. Interesting. Wow. Derek, two and nine. So, I mean, yeah. th- this guy's been on fire all season. So, I mean, even with a two and nine week, you are still 55, 46, and one. The issue is Chop is right on your heels. Almost a dead heat now. Chop 54 and 47. So pretty pretty damn close here between you two. I, I'm, I'm lagging behind about 10 games back. But uh, Chop, how are you feeling? Eight and three. That's a pretty damn good week. Wow. You talk about a, a crazy, crazy good 30 seconds. Those are the 30 seconds you live for. You find out you're eight and three just, just as I cracked open a, a, little, a little ice cream pop, too while we were doing the show so that was that was a phenomenal 30 seconds hey that's that's all we need a little 30 second burst and uh take them where you could get them so derek anything to say two and nine no i felt it coming i was watching the games last week just being like yeah i think i was on the wrong side of that one that one that one so uh yeah i was, I was ready for it it happens you, you gotta have one bad week here and there so we toss that aside but uh appreciate our boy mike lynn once again for tracking all these picks for us uh, we, we really appreciate it. All right, let's get back to the football here, Derek. And speaking of picks, we, we get a rare matchup of your team against my team here. So we may have to see if we can get a little side wager going, but we got Jacksonville coming to Lambeau here. Green Bay, obviously massive favorites here at home. Big 52 point total here. Uh, Jacksonville side, Jake Luton uh, look good, Derek. So we're going to go to chop here first, but want to get your thoughts here on, on this guy from both of you. Uh, price jumped up to 5.4K. Are we believing in this? Uh, was it just a matchup? Now teams have a week of tape on him. So thoughts on him as a cheap quarterback option. Uh, James Robinson gets a great matchup here, but huge underdogs. Generally not a spot we want to target 
uh, our running backs. And we saw DJ Chark get 12 targets in that game. He's only 6.2K. Green Bay side of things, Jamal Williams should be back. Uh, price kind of jumped off the page there, 4K. You know, I know he's a backup, but pretty good price there. And Devontae Adams up to 9K. So, again, Chop, we're going to go to you. A lot of going on in this game. It's a it's a, a personal game between me and Derek. We'll see if Jacksonville can keep this one close. But uh, thoughts on Luton, Chark, Robinson, and the Green Bay side. Can you pay the 9K on Adams and any interest in Jamal Williams at 4K? Well, I'll tell you, Jacksonville, uh, Luton, he he got there, but it was a look kind of unconventional. If you take away that big shark first play of the game, that was that was some crazy stuff. The good the good thing is at least he did target shark, and shark actually looked the part finally this year. So, but I don't trust Luton, and, and against this defense, I probably don't want DJ Shark either. James Robinson is okay, but I got a feeling the game script's not going to agree with him on the ground, so he's going to be forced to do it all through the air. Not sure I want to I want to take a chance on that. So I really think Green Bay can put it on them on defense at home. So I'm not really that interested in Jacksonville. Super interested in Green Bay again, you know, Rodgers to Adams. And it's just a great combination. The running backs being back, that's going to that's gonna really uh, – uh, I mean, it could be a four-touchdown Aaron Jones game for all we know. They've had a little bit extra time to rest up here. So I feel good about the Green Bay side, whichever one you want to take, the running game or the passing game. I, I think Green Bay puts it on them. All right, Mr. Jacksonville's fan, what do you got here? Uh, your Jags got any chance here? Your interest level in DFS in both sides? What do you got, Jags and Pack? Yeah, Jags have no shot and uh, not too excited. My wife's already trying to fleece me out of some money, uh, trying to get me to bet this game. So, uh, yeah, um, Jake Luton, look, look good at home against an atrocious Texans defense. Chop mentioned that long play that inflated his stats a little bit, now goes on the road. To Green Bay, tough place to play as is. I know uh, Packers defense hasn't been great this season, but uh, I think he's going to struggle a little bit. Probably going to see more Chris Thompson in this one if they do find themselves behind big. Um, so that kind of takes James Robinson out of it for me. So pretty much uh, DJ Chark. You know, if you want to buy into last week, we were kind of looking to see who Luton liked to throw the ball to. Uh, Chark had 12 targets, caught seven of them for a buck 46 and a touchdown. Doesn't mean that'll continue, and I will be uh, closely looking at the wide receiver cornerback matchups because Jair Alexander has been very good this season. So I don't know about the Jags. Um, and then on the Packers side, it's pretty easy. You know, we play Aaron Jones, play Devontae Adams. You know, Jones has been consistently getting 15 to 18 carries, five targets a game against the Jags. I will gladly take that. Uh, I don't even hate the Jamal Williams play at min salary. Uh, I could see a scenario where they both get there against this defense. Then Adams, I think he's probably going to be a little too expensive for me to get there in like a single entry type of build, but uh, no denying what he's doing. I mean, the last three games, he's averaging 10 receptions, 140 yards, and two touchdowns per game. And uh, nobody on this secondary is going to be able to defend him. So it's all Packers for me. It's just a matter of whether the Jazz can keep it close enough for the Packers to stay aggressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Obviously, Green Bay is the way to go here. Run it back option would likely be Chark, even though that matchup is tough. That They're they're going to be throwing a ton here unless they just come in and, and shock the world and, and take a big lead like Dallas did against Pittsburgh. It, it's certainly not uh, out of the realm of possibilities. But just, just a, a side note here, Derek, I'm also going to be uh, trying to fleece you out of some money here. <laughs> so you, you'll be hearing from me all throughout the week here. But uh, let's get our official pick down here. Green Bay sits at minus 13 and a half here at home, total at 52. Derek. Yeah, I'll take Green Bay. I, I just don't see Jags being much of a threat in this one. 
I'm going to go Green Bay also. Uh, always a little nerve-wracking when it's right under that 14, like they're begging you to take Green Bay, but I just don't know. I, I think Luton gets exposed here. So uh, Green Bay defense, uh, they're priced up on DraftKings. That usually is a good indicator. Uh, not that we needed an indicator here, but I'll go Green Bay as well. Chop, what do you got? Oh, man. Already? We're already doing this? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like, I, like Green, I like Green Bay, man, I think. Uh, man. Like you guys said, we got a statue back there in the pocket in Luton who's going to get a pass rush put on him. And I think Green Bay can uh, do whatever they want on offense. So it's going to be tough for me to not to think Green Bay is going to take this thing by 14 or more. That guy? What was that? I said, what, you're calling this guy a statue. You didn't see that spin move he put on that guy? Oh, Luton, he's a statue, man. No, I know. Come on. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, two for two in the picks so far. So we might build a hell of a parlay card here. Let's move on. Next game, Houston and Cleveland uh, back in action. Cleveland coming off the bye. Houston uh, went in, got that win in Jacksonville. Kind of ugly, but uh, they did get it done here. Uh, Injury-wise, David Johnson, we saw Johnson. All right, little little audio issue there, but we saw Duke Johnson come in uh, and do the majority of the work. It gets a revenge game here against his former team. So interest level there. Uh, the Houston Texans receivers, interesting. Cleveland side, Baker Mayfield on the COVID list, supposedly should be back. Uh, Nick Chubb also expected back here, 6.8K. So, Noto, let's go to you here. Another high total game. What do you got, Texans and Browns? Yeah, so uh, if David Johnson ends up being out, I do think Duke Johnson becomes interesting. He is 5K, so he's not going to be a free square um, like we've seen with uh, a couple of uh, running backs so far this season. But it uh, looked pretty good uh, filling in, and I kind of like that revenge narrative that you brought up. So uh, I would have some interest in Duke. Obviously, the passing game has been very good. Deshaun Watson's top 24 fantasy points in each of the last four games without Bill O'Brien. Uh, Will Fuller's been very good. Every time he's stayed healthy, he's at at least 12 fantasy points in every game. And then Brandon Cooks has averaged 10 targets over the last four games. So he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Um, I like, you know, stacking up uh, all parts of this offense, especially if David Johnson ends up being out. So, um, and then bring it back with, I don't know, maybe Jarvis Landry. Uh, he did have 11 targets in the first game without Odell Beckham. Uh, Higgins was kind of expected to be the guy that stepped up. He only had three targets. That game did have some bad weather. So, you know, maybe you give him a pass and go back there. Um, Hooper's pretty cheap uh, if he's expected back. But uh, I don't think I'm going to trust, trust the backfield just because, you know, Chubb and Hunt, they're both in good spots, but it's just hard to trust them when they're both healthy. Favorite Texans receiver. Seems like you're leaning Cooks, but there's quite a price difference. You know, it's 6-7 for Fuller, 5-6 for Cooks. Uh, Cobb, 4,000. So is Cooks your favorite out of the three? I will go with Cooks. Uh, I do think, well, hopefully he'll be lower owned and, you know, $1,100 cheaper as well. All right, and I'm with you on Hooper. I, I think he could be an interesting play here. We know Odell Beckham's out. It's going to be more targets. So we really saw him involved in the offense, even when Beckham was in there uh, before they went on by. So uh, I think that's a solid play, 3.9K here in a good matchup with Houston. Chop, your turn, Duke Johnson. Revenge narrative, yes or no? Uh, parse through these Texans receivers. Any interest uh, in Nick Chubb or, or Austin Hooper in their return here against Houston? Uh, yes, on all that stuff. Uh, if if David Johnson is out, then I know it's it's not a free square like Derek said, but uh, man, Duke, yeah, getting all the work, 
pass catching in a game I would think that they're going to – because they Houston always trails, so you know they'll be trailing in this game on the road. Yeah, I, li- I, li- I would like Duke Johnson quite a bit if David Johnson was out. So, good there. Deshaun's been putting up the numbers. He gets it in garbage time. If he doesn't get it in regulation, he gets it in garbage time. So, you're good there. Will Fuller, touchdown in six straight games. He's, he would be the guy I lean to over Brandon Cooks, although the new coaching staff is getting Brandon Cooks more and more involved than in, – than what the old regime did. So he's fine, but I think it's Will Fuller for me. And on the other side, I would not doubt one bit if uh, either Chubb or Hunt did the same things they were doing prior to the injury, which is one of them has this massive week every week because that's what they do. So pick one, keep both in your player pool, set your lineup HQ to make sure you're only picking one in a lineup at a time, not both of them. You don't want that. And then, you know, one of them will go off for you. And then Jarvis, solid. Hooper, solid. The sleeper, to me, Rashard Higgins. I think any one of them could be in play uh, for this team right here. Yeah, let's not forget about Higgins. I'm glad you brought him up. I mean, we we have to throw that last game out. You know, in the win, they, they weren't able to really throw the ball at all. But uh, he was a guy that everyone was excited about, uh, added in a ton of season-long leagues across the, the world here. So uh, that, that's an interesting name. But uh, kind of like to either go with a Chubb or a Hunt and running it back with, with Watson and a pass catcher on the other side. This game uh, should have some scoring. So, Chop, let's go to you here. Cleveland minus four at home, total at 52 and a half. Uh, I'm going to hope the weather isn't bad, but I want the over in this game. I also want the over <laughs> here. Uh, I think we get a shootout. Just talked about it. So, uh, I'm going over as well. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, not good, not good. Uh, I also like the over. And uh, I was just thinking, I know we haven't hit one of these parlay cards yet, but um, I think all the games we've missed have been like by two or three points, whether it's the total, whether it's the line. So maybe we're building more of a teaser card here. There you go. I don't I don't hate that. I mean, I can't make up any ground if we're all on the same picks here, though. So I guess I got to mix it up a little bit. But yeah, they, they have been close. So uh, if anyone's been playing them, uh, Sorry, you're not winning, but maybe maybe the teaser's the way to go. So we'll get you in touch with, with Chops Boy Zazzy here and get you, get you hooked up on some some teasers and some ladder bets. Moving on, next game, Philadelphia and the Giants. Uh, a good old NFC East game. Uh, ugly, low 44-point total here. Uh, Philly small road favorites here coming off the bye. Miles Sanders expected back, so keep your eye on that if he's out. Uh, obviously, can look to Boston Scott. Uh, the receiver pricing was interesting. Travis Fulgham uh, up to 6.2K, and I, I think it's it, it's it's where it should be. I mean, he's been very, very good uh, as that alpha receiver, but Jalen Rager down at 4K, so I, I think there's decent value there. Giants side, Devontae Freeman remains questionable with that ankle injury. Uh, and one statistical note, Evan Ingram, 29 targets uh, in the last three games, uh, including the, these two teams just played in week seven, only six for 46 in that game, but – a lot of targets going to Evan Ingram. So, Chop, we go to you here. Uh, ugly total. Uh, what's standing out here, Eagles and Giants? Oh, man. Uh, this is a tough one. With uh, with the guys coming back for Philly, I, I, you know, I start to wonder how much, how much Fulgham's going to be featured now. And just you're getting Godair back, Rager's back, Miles Sanders coming back now. So I'm a little worried about how much they spread it around and who gets it, or is it going to be a week-to-week thing? So I'm I'm, I'm worried about the Eagles on in that regard. Uh, but I do like Carson Wentz in general, just who do you pair him with? He's got several options. And New York, uh, you know, they did okay against this team in Philadelphia earlier this year. 
So I don't know, man. Maybe they can uh, hang something on. Maybe Daniel Jones can pull some magic out and, and hang with them again, like you said, getting Ingram involved. Uh, Slayton has been pretty poor the past few weeks, but it's been tough matchups. Sterling Shepard, okay. Golden Tate's okay. Don't like the running game, so at least we're focused on the passing game here for the Giants. So I think I think you could do worse than Daniel Jones and pairing him with uh, maybe Evan Ingram. So I think it'd be all right. All right, Derek, let's go over to you. Kind of an ugly game. Uh, anything standing out here, uh, Philly and the Giants? Yeah, two teams that are really tough to predict from a DFS perspective. And uh, I think Alshon Jeffrey is trying to, you know, break the all-time record of being listed as questionable. <laughs> if I remember correctly, he was like uh, upgraded to questionable week one, and then uh, it's now week 10, and he's still listed as questionable. So uh, I don't expect him to play. Uh, Fulgham, like you mentioned, he's been awesome, but uh, we now have to pay a premium for him. I think my favorite wideout in this offense is going to be Dallas Goddard. Did play 80% of the snaps. I know I only saw one target, but now he has an extra bye week to kind of get rested up, ready to go. Pretty decent matchup against the Giants. You know, they've struggled against tight ends for many years. Uh, this season hasn't been as bad, but he is only 4,200, so I'll probably look that way. And then if Miles Sanders is back and not expected to be limited, I guess you'd go that way in tournaments. But running back's always so deep that uh, I don't want to take any unnecessary uh, risks. And uh, I guess you could look to see who Bradbury's going to shadow, um, if it's Fulgham, if it's Rager. Just take the other one uh, and kind of go that route. For New York... Uh, yeah, just kind of tough. I mean, Gallman's look pretty good. So Freeman's out. You can look at him as a decent flyer. Um, as he's, I think he's like 4,500. Slade and Ingram and Shepard are all cheap, but um, you don't really know where the production is going to go. So they're kind of MME options for me. And Daniel Jones, uh, this is the game where he kind of tripped over his own feet, but uh, he did have his best outing against the Eagles earlier this season. So uh, a lot of guys that I feel okay about, but none that I really want to play on the Giants. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I like that price tag on Rager, 4K, a lot of upside there. As we know, I think Sanders could be interesting uh, at lower ownership if he's back. Uh, like I mentioned, Ingram, uh, intriguing just with all the targets he's getting. So uh, a game, I, you know, maybe you get a piece from each side, do a little secondary stack, something like that. But uh, all in all, not a lot here uh, jumping off the page. All right, Derek, we got Philly, like I said, minus three on the road, 44 on that total. This one is pretty ugly, but I don't trust the defenses, so I will take the over. I'm going over as well. Damn, maybe I got to change that. I'm going to have to start picking last here just so I can go different than you guys. But they almost made the over last time they played, and it was ugly. Like you mentioned, the dude tripped over the 10-yard line. I mean, they were right at this number last last time they played. So I think this is one that, that could go over. We don't have a lot of interest DFS-wise, but this feels like one of those games uh, that could cruise by that total. So ugly, yes. Uh, I'll go over as well. Chop. Yo, I would. Uh, I want the Eagles here. I want the Eagles. That uh, I like the Eagles quite a bit. And I, and I have a question for you guys because I just got this email and just popped across my timeline. Would you attend a virtual class reunion? Hell no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, a, to be honest, it's I a class really, reunion and it's virtual. Whoa, man. No. That just, I remember when all this started and my wife's family kept wanting to do all these virtual meetings and there'd be 20 some people in this thing and everybody's trying to talk at the same time. You can't understand anybody. Grandma can't get her camera hooked up. This guy's over here picking his nose. Like, like, no, I, I have zero interest in that. I mean, I, I, there's some people I'd love to see. 
uh, that I already talked to from back then. Uh, no interest in, in a virtual reunion. So is this for, is this for you, Chop, obviously? Yeah, I mean, I, I got any, well, like I signed up for a, I signed up for some website and yeah, I got an email about a virtual class reunion. Like it just, that seems super, super weird, man. <laughs> I don't even, whew, it'd be hard enough to even go down in person because I've never even been to an in-person reunion for the class, but it'd be hard enough to even go down in person just to sit there and do it over the, over the internet would be really, really awkward. Yeah. Derek, you got any thoughts on this? Cause uh, yeah, I'm a chop. That's super weird. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, be going to that. I haven't been to any of mine, and I don't really get the appeal just because I live like 10 miles away from my high school anyway. So uh, maybe if I moved out of state, uh, I would go to one in person. But uh, yeah, no class reunions for me, especially not the ones online. Yeah, those. How, how about holidays? We'll we'll talk some holidays at the end. We we got holidays coming up. So are we doing in person Thanksgiving? Are we doing Zoom Thanksgivings? We'll we'll see if we got some time. Uh, towards the end. All right, let's finish off the early window here. Uh, weird, only have five games in the early window, but uh, last early game, we got Tampa Bay and Carolina. Obviously, the story here, we, we all saw Tampa Bay just get destroyed uh, by New Orleans. I mean, from, from bell to bell, it, it was ugly. Tom Brady sulking on the sidelines. So uh, do they bounce back here? You know, the running backs are, are, are priced right around each other. Uh, Uncle Len, 5.5. Ronald Jones, 5.3. So interest level there. Uh, and then Carolina, we saw the return of McCaffrey look great. He's now day to day with an injury. If he's out, uh, DraftKings kind of dropped the ball on this. Mike Davis back down to 4K on DraftKings. So uh, that will be a, a free square. Even in a tough matchup, I think it'd be hard to pass on Davis, especially in cash games, tournaments. Uh, we'd have to see where the ownership comes in, but I expect him to be you know, 35, 40% on at that price. So, Noto, let's go to you here. Do we get a bounce back from Tampa Bay? Pretty decent matchup here. Uh, and then Carolina, kind of play both ways. If McCaffrey's in, do you want to play him against this Tampa D? Davis, it's easy, a free square. Uh, mainly the receivers on Carolina. Seems like Samuel has now passed uh, DJ Moore in the pecking order. So uh, break it all down here, Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, for Carolina, if I remember correctly, I think Tampa Bay was the only team in the NFL last year that kind of held McCaffrey in check. Uh, I think they did it twice. Yep. Um, he did have 25 against them earlier this season, but – their defense is actually better than they were last year. So if McCaffrey's healthy um, and good enough to go, I probably won't be on him. But at the same time, I mean, they said he was going to be split in series with Mike Davis, and then he has 28 touches. I just can't believe anything coaches are going to say anymore. Um, and if he's out, just play Mike Davis. Pretty easy, 4K. Uh, like you mentioned, he's going to get a lot of work in the passing game. I just don't have any interest in anyone else from Carolina. Uh, against this defense. It's just going to be tough to move the ball. And uh, like you mentioned, they're going to be mad after getting embarrassed by the Saints at home in primetime. And for Tampa Bay's offense, I do think they bounce back in a big way, but I don't really know who I want to play. You know, you got Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, all healthy. So I have Rob Gronkowski getting targets over the middle of the field. And then the backfield, they're kind of starting Ronald Jones and then Fournette's getting more to the third down work. And then in the second half, they're kind of playing the hot hand approach. So I don't really want to play anyone there. I know it's a really good matchup, but just so many question marks on who's going to get the ball in this offense that it makes everyone kind of blah. Yeah, great. I mean, you saw Antonio Brown in there, and we can't take much away from that game. But how much, how much angry Tom are we going to hear about this week, Chop? And any interest level there in a bounce back for Tampa in this offense? 
Well, let me check the weather report in Carolina because if that breeze is blowing over six miles an hour, I'm out on Tom Brady's <laughs> new alarm, man. It's over with. But like, it's tough because the way you want to attack Carolina is on the ground. But I, yeah, I got a feeling that Tom's going to get angry and he's going to come out here and try to prove a point against a weak opponent. So, okay, fine. Uh, I'm actually super curious on uh, this week on uh, Antonio Brown. Played 39 out of 49 snaps with Tom Brady last week. So clearly it wasn't just this little old five-play package or something like that. They were, they went in there with the, the intent of getting, getting him involved. And I think ultimately Mike Evans doesn't suit up well with Tom Brady's skill set. Chris Godwin does, but Antonio Brown is a better version of Chris Godwin. So I got a feeling Antonio Browns is going to be the number one guy in his offense before too long. So uh, maybe this is the week. Get on him. Uh, and then on the other side there, yeah, I wouldn't play Christian McCaffrey if he's healthy. But if he's not healthy and Mike Davis plays, the last time these two teams met earlier this year, those two guys, McCaffrey and Davis, combined for 12 receptions. That was the one where McCaffrey left the game. So I'd take the 4K Mike Davis and you just run with it. You just lock him in if, if that's the case. And and like like Derek said, I don't want I don't want any piece of uh, the wide receivers here. This is too tough of a matchup. Yeah, I mean it, it'd be interesting. I mean the price is down on DJ Moore, but I agree. It's just you know, you know Robbie Anderson's been consistent. Samuel's starting to come on. It, it's really tough to to parse through those guys. Uh, maybe mix and match different pieces. So uh, chop. We got Tampa Bay minus four and a half, fifty and a half on the total. I think Carolina really blew their load last week against uh, Kansas City, keeping it competitive, and Tampa Bay is mad. So give me some Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. I'm going Carolina here. They, they've been competitive every single week. So catching four and a half at home, all I got to do is keep it close. Uh, I think, I mean, they go to Kansas City and, and keep it close. So I, I agree with your point. They, that might have been their, their best spirited effort they had. Uh, but I, I'm going to take the points here with Carolina. Derek, what do you got? I think there's a good chance McCaffrey sits, so I think that hurts Carolina's offense, and uh, that total seems a little high. I'll take the under. All right, before we move on to the afternoon slate, our friends at Manscaped are back. Autumn is in the air. Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming by pumpkins. You know what I mean. We mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news to all our listeners in the UK, Canada, and Australia, we know there's a ton of you out there. Uh, their products are now available for you. So we've all had that time where we've been trimming and things didn't go well. So Manscaped is here to help. Let's not forget, it's the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which help, helps reduce grooming accidents. Their new Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer uses the same technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. Also comes with a crop kit care, care kit, the crop preserver, ball deodorant. Chop and I are big fans. We'll get Derek, see if he's on board yet. But everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. There's also the crop cleanser body wash, a full body wash that you can use on your hair. Crop mop ball wipes. You never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. Plus, you don't want to stink when you're sitting around at Thanksgiving dinner, if you are doing it in person. And of course, the Manscaped Refined Cologne, a cost-effective way to smell clean 
and fresh for your date. So these formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. So special offer, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code ROTO, R-O-T-O. Again, that's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with code ROTO. Make your balls a priority this fall. Guys, anything to add here uh, from our friends from Manscaped? Chop. Oh, I, yeah, I think you covered it all, man. It's, uh... Sure. They, well, I mean, we, there's more we could talk. Derek, have you have you dove into the, the ball deodorant here? Because I've called it a game changer. That, that stuff is phenomenal. Yeah, you guys uh, recommended it, so I checked it out. Definitely uh, liking the product, so I'll have to uh, see what else they got. All right, there we go. Let's move on. we got a six-game afternoon slate, so the old Red Zone channel should be fun this week. Let's start with Denver and the Raiders. Uh, Denver side of things, uh, main injuries at the tight end position. Noah Fant, questionable. We'll see if he returns. Albert O, unfortunately, looks like he is out for the year. Raiders, no major injuries there. So quarterbacks, both pretty solid last week. Uh, kind of priced not nicer here in the mid-fives. Drew Locke, 5'5", five, five. Derek Carr, 5'4", so interest level there. Uh, the Denver running backs are pretty cheap here. Uh, the Denver pass catchers, uh, do we believe in that big game from Judy? So I'm all get a lot of targets there. So Chop, we'll go to you here. A lot more questions on the Denver side, uh, but what do you got here, Broncos and Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders are are would be a tough sell for me in this game. Uh, it's a pretty good de- Denver defense, not great with the injuries, but but not bad. And and uh, I'm just I don't think I played Derek Carr this year. I don't have any interest there. Henry Ruggs can't quite find his footing as a rookie, and Darren Waller's okay, but I I think Darren Waller's highly overrated. We people kind of think of him as like a top three tight end, but he has so many mundane weeks I don't but I guess you know I could play Darren Waller and and Josh Jacobs because of their volume I guess but I'm not I'm not I'm not stoked on the Raiders offense Denver man as a guy who played Drew Locke on his DraftKings cash team last week for some reason I have no idea how he got there but I looked up and he got there at the end man he just did it so any that's not the first time he's done that so Hats off to Drew Locke, man. He's the garbage time. He's he's getting there as one of those garbage time kings. I like it. Don't mind it for fantasy at all. So he's in play. Running backs are not in play. Jerry Judy looked great. I can't wait for Jerry Judy to uh, get about two or three years into his NFL career so he puts on a little weight because he looks really thin out there. But he's a route running machine. I think he's starting to get his footing. So Jerry Judy and – uh yeah, if, if Noah Fant's healthy with Albert O being out, that can only help Fant because Albert O was seeing some red zone looks. So if Fant is healthy, I'll go to Fant. But Jerry Judy, man, Drew Locke to Jerry Judy, jumping off the page to me. Yeah, he looked good. Let's, let's not forget about Tim Patrick either. He saw nine targets, uh, scored a touchdown, kind of saved his day. But uh, he's a guy that's been consistent targets in, in that offense. And the total here pretty high. So I think you can take some some shots here. Uh, on this Denver offense. I kind of agree with you on Vegas, Chop. It, it's, I mean, Jacobs just, just, you know, he had that big game in Cleveland, but that's because they had to run the ball. Really haven't seen a huge game out of him since early on in the season. So uh, Waller scored a touchdown, saved his day. He's getting a ton of targets. Aguilar uh, is getting some targets. It's just so many guys that are just kind of blah, like you said. Uh, Derek, any more excitement from you here uh, on the Vegas side? Uh, and then breaking down that Denver side, the running back situation, 
Uh, we believe in that performance from Drew Locke. I know a lot of that was garbage time. Can he do it again? Uh, and then break down these Denver pass catchers as well. Yeah, the Raiders have a very good offense, and uh, they have a very high implied total for the week. But like you guys mentioned, it's just hard to trust any of them. Uh, Darren Waller is probably going to be the safest. But uh, Denver's done a decent job against tight ends. Uh, he's still probably my favorite option in that offense. But, I mean, Josh Jacobs, if he can get it going um, at home as favorites, maybe this is the spot. He's going to rate out well in all the projection systems. He seems to do that every single week. I know Devontae Booker has looked pretty good behind him, but um, I think he's at least an interesting play. And then for Denver, yeah, if you like to grind the the film, I mean, Jerry Judy, it's like watching porn with his route running. I mean, he's one of the best route runners in football already and uh, clearly has a good uh, connection with Drew Locke. I think over the last couple of weeks he's had uh, 24 targets over the last two games. So I like that call. I like the Tim Patrick call as well. This is a very beatable secondary. And I uh, did see nine targets, like you mentioned, Beer, um, last week against the Falcons. So I like those two. Don't mind pairing them up with Locke. And uh, I was actually debating between Josh Allen and Locke as my quarterback last week. And entering the fourth quarter, I had Allen. I was thinking I was uh, made like a 35-point decision in my favor and then all of a sudden Locke comes back and had like 25 fantasy points in the fourth quarter so uh, he can get the job done um, it's a pretty good matchup as well I mean route running porn you're, you're talking chops language now <laughs> I can hear him getting excited over there so uh, Derek let's get a pick from you here we got Vegas minus five at home the total sitting at 52 I like both offenses but the total just seems too high for a division game I will take the under I am going to go with Vegas here. I don't really love anything here, to be honest. Uh, I mean, Denver was down big, and, and Atlanta always lets everybody back in the game. So if they're going to continue that trend of getting down, not every team's going to let them score them points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Vegas was impressive against the Chargers. Uh, I think that continues here. I'll take the home Vegas Raiders. Chop, what do you got? I guess we're all spread out here because I want, I want to take Denver with these. I think there's a lot of points for a divisional game and a and pretty tough matchup. All right, coming up, we got some great quarterback matchups the next couple games. So we'll start with this one. Uh, Kyle, or not Kyle Allen, Josh Allen against Kyler Murray here, Buffalo uh, and Arizona. Highest total on the week here, Buffalo. Uh, big win at home against Seattle. Uh, Allen was phenomenal in that game. Derek, you were just talking about him, but a huge game uh, for him in that passing offense. Uh, Cardinals, tough loss uh, to the Miami Dolphins here. So uh, no major injuries on the Buffalo side. Arizona will keep an eye on the, on the running back situation. Uh, Kendrick Drake, day-to-day uh, -day is the latest report. Uh, Chase Edmonds saw a ton of work. I mean, he got 25 carries, just was not very effective uh, with those carries. So no, no, this one goes to you. I mean, this obviously was is the marquee game of the week. This is the one everyone will stack. Uh, this is the, the, the late hammer for everybody. What do we do with this? Do, do we go along with everybody? Do we stack this game? Are there any ways to be different here? Uh, a lot to get to. I think this game is very important this week. Your thoughts here, Bills and Cardinals. Yeah, obviously love the game. The question is ownership, like you mentioned. Um, if you are going to stack this game, probably look to get different with the rest of your roster positions. But for Buffalo, uh, love Josh Allen, love Stephon Diggs. Uh, he continues to be under-owned in DFS. That might change a little bit this week. This is projected to be the fastest-paced game of the week as well. Uh, and you have two elite offenses. So love Allen, love Diggs. Um, you can mix in some John Brown or Cole Beasley. No issue with that. Uh, on the Arizona side, Kyler Murray, at least 24 fantasy points in every single game this season. He's averaging 31 on the year. 
Uh, Chase Edmonds, like I mentioned, really let down us uh, last week. 28 touches, though. Um, if he gets anywhere close to that, if Drake's out again, it's hard not to see him uh, playing well. Uh, we have a good matchup against the Bills at home. They're 22nd in DVOA against the run. I know the Dolphins were dead last in DVOA against the run last week, but we just got to follow the the volume, and we know he's better than what he showed last week. So, like Edmonds, uh, don't mind pairing him up with Murray because he does do a lot of his damage, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. And I uh, can't wait to watch Tredavious White and DeAndre Hopkins. It was fun watching White battle with uh, DK Metcalf last week. So it should be another fun one there. And then Kirk's getting more involved. I mean, he's had 20 fantasy points in at least three straight games and, uh, you know, getting those deep targets. So if White's going to be on Hopkins, maybe that opens up a little bit more for Kirk. Yeah, I think that could be a way to, to be a little bit different. Not, not saying there's not going to be any ownership here, but uh, maybe you stack with, with some of these secondary receivers. I mean, Kirk's got five touchdowns. Uh, over the last three games. Is that going to continue every week? Probably not. We know that, but uh, he's putting up some big numbers. And then John Brown, I forgot, a little little return to Arizona narrative for him as well. Uh, he looked good last week. So guys that give you a big upside. You know, everyone's going to stack uh, with the main guys, Hopkins and Diggs, and I got no issues with that. But uh, maybe you go down a little bit deeper uh, and either double stack or, or just leave those guys out and, and go with some of these secondary guys. So uh, Chop, your thoughts here. Like I said, a, a lot going on here and uh, your favorite plays, ways to get different. How are you handling this this Bills-Cardinals game? I mean, it'd probably be easier just to tell you who I don't like in this game, and I don't we can like do that too. I don't like the Buffalo backfield. That's the that's kind of where I draw the line here. So I'm not messing with the Buffalo backfield, but the Buffalo passing game looks great. There's three legitimate targets there. Four if you count Gabriel Davis, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go that thin. But those other three guys perfectly fine and for Arizona yeah they're all in play man uh Chase Edmonds I think is a, gonna make for a really good play if uh if Kenyon Drake is out or limited again which I I hope he is I mean I did burn I did burn the number one spot in in the waivers on Chase Edmonds a few weeks ago and yeah he said I hope it I hope I get more than just one little 10 point game out of him that's that's not good man but um, but he, they're in play, and the wide receivers, it's just the minute you count Hopkins out because of a matchup, he absolutely blows up for like 11 or 12 receptions. So I'm not going to count him out getting shadowed by White. And then, But they're all in play, though. And Murray is just – he's electric, man. The running, he's electric. I love, I love Kyler Murray. I always have. Yeah, I mean, you can see the game is just a lot easier for him this year. I mean, he, he's moving around and making plays and just very impressive. So – Question for you both. F favorite quarterback in this game? And there's a $500 difference. Kyler's AK, Josh Allen's 7,500. Do you have a strong preference? I know they're both great options. They're both probably top three options this week. Any strong leans one way or the other here on the quarterback's shop? Yes. Kyler Murray, always going to be Kyler Murray because there is no defensing his running game. And look at some of the numbers like you know, he's a threat for 75 every 75 yards rushing every week. It's just such a boost up his floor so much. It's always going to be Kyler Murray. Derek, same question. Yeah, I prefer Kyler as well, uh, just because of the running. I mean, Allen does it too and uh, gets a few goal line carries as well. But uh, Murray's just been awesome and hard to see him slowing down at this point. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a lot of interest in these passing games. So Edmonds uh, could be a very interesting bounce back candidate. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before. If it was three years ago, no one would play him. Uh, we know the audience is smarter now, uh, so it's, I think that's a situation you're going to want to keep your eyes on uh, ownership-wise. But like you said, Derek, if he's going to get that many touches, uh, you got to think uh, the production is going to be way higher, especially in a game like this. So 
uh, that's one I, I'm definitely willing to go back to uh, alongside uh, both of these passing games that look good. All right, Chop, we got Cardinals minus two here at home, that total at 56. Oh, man. Give me Arizona at home. I'm going to go over here. I know it's a huge number, but I, I just this, – this feels like both teams are going to land in the 30s here. I, I don't see how either defense is going to stop the other offense. So, a huge number. Generally, you want to look under on those, but I'm, I'm going over 56 here. Derek, what do you got? I'll go over as well. Uh, we love both of these offenses, and they are both ranked in the top eight in situation neutral pace, uh, which I think could be good. All right, moving on. Another uh, interesting quarterback battle. This time, two rookies uh, battling it out. Justin Herbert and Tua Chargers and Dolphins Chargers. A tough loss, like we talked about, to the Raiders. Almost won the game. Came down right to the end. Uh, the touchdown got overturned. Uh, and then Miami, very impressive going into Arizona uh, and getting that win. So injury-wise, Justin Jackson, we talked about, uh, left that game either in pregame. I don't even know. First snap, second snap. Uh, he's questionable. Kalen Balage comes on and, and actually looks good. Uh, something I don't think I, I've ever said or thought I would say. Uh, he's 5K here uh, in another revenge game against his former team. So uh, any interest there? Chop, Miami side, and only major injury, Preston Williams we saw. I'll leave that game early. He is listed day-to-day -day here for Miami. So Chop, two young rookie quarterbacks that, you know, Herbert's been phenomenal. Uh, got a lot of that in the fourth quarter last week, but uh, the numbers continue to be there too. Uh, not huge numbers, but but definitely looked better than he did uh, in his first game. So uh, your thoughts here? This should be a fun one uh, with these two rookies, Chargers and Dolphins. Yeah, should be a fun one. Uh, I just – I still think there's such a ways to go for Tua to really be uh... – a fantasy, a big time fantasy contributor. So because of that, it, it's tough for me to pull the trigger on him or his wideouts. We're going to struggle while he learns the game a little bit. So the offense just doesn't look as appealing fantasy wise as it did with Fitzpatrick there. So for those reasons, probably won't have very much Miami with uh, without Gaskin in there. Yeah, I, it's just they, they just don't appeal to me as much. Uh, on the flip side, though, Herbert makes these guys better. Makes Mike Williams and Keenan Allen better. So Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, it's just it's crazy how, you know, just Justin Jackson goes down and it's Kalen Balaj. It's not Josh Kelly. It's Kalen Balaj who comes in and actually looks good, like you said. It's it's crazy how that happened. But if there's one guy that hasn't been uh, benefited by Justin Herbert, it's Hunter Henry. I'm I'm pretty much out on him and unless there's some kind of injuries that form with Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. Otherwise I think those guys are going to be Herbert's number one target, number one and number two targets. So, uh, but I do like Herbert. I do like th him throwing to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And yeah. by the way, and by, can I just get one one thing off my chest real quick? Absolutely. That's what things. we're here for. I'll man. tell you what, I'm going to do two things while we're on Justin Herbert. But number one, huge. Back-to-back -back plays, you're at the goal line. You're at like the two-yard line. Back-to-back, -back, you throw a, a fade routes. Terrible coaching. It's one of the lower percentage – plays you can have at the goal line a freaking fade route man back to back with the game on the line two plays left and that's what you do terrible coaching give me a break let's 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 come on guys we got to do better than that and number two I, I ate my crow man this past weekend on herbert i said some disparaging things about him on twitter a year ago before he played a game in the nfl 
I I was wrong, man. I ate it. I was wrong. All right. So I well, that, I that's I, what's I, feeling him, Chop. He, he saw your tweets. I own said, up to that. He said, "F this guy. I got to go uh, out here and uh, and light yeah, it up." But. He probably did. So I owned up to that. But you know what? We just talked about Kyler Murray. I also a year ago or so. You go back and no more than a year when he before his rookie year. I also made a comparison of Kyler Murray. I compared him to Barry Sanders with the way he moved. Jeff Manns laughed at me. He laughed me out of Twitter. Like, ha ha. Yes. Now he's Barry Sanders. Ha ha. No, I think that I think that analogy is looking pretty good these days, man. He does he does have the shiftiness of a of a Barry Sanders. Am I right or am I wrong? I, I, I can't argue that. Like I said, I mean he, he's he's putting moves, man. He he looks good out there. So all right, that's off my chest now, guys. All right. A- anything else while we're here, Chop? No, I'm good now. All right, Derek. Anything you need to get off your chest? Uh, I can't remember who responded to that uh, tweet of yours, Chop, but they said you just you don't ever admit you're wrong. You just delete the tweet. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. There you go, uh, Derek. Did we get your thoughts on this game? Uh, Chop kind of lost me there. Not yet. Okay, um, what, do we, what do you got? I do have a prop bet for you guys. Perfect. All right, Jordan Howard this season. Does he have more touches, <laughs> more touches, or more yards from scrimmage? Touches. He actually might have more touchdowns than yards at this rate. So I'll I'll go touch. I've never seen nothing like that. You know, that's usually Kalen Balaj puts up those kind of numbers. So yeah, touches for me. I was trying to bait you a little bit. Uh, yeah. 29, 29 touches, thirty yards from scrimmage. Pretty that, good. That, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I could go out there and get twenty nine carries, get thirty yards. <sighs> I think you could, man. I, I legit mean, think you could. I, I mean, how how is that even possible that you can be that bad? Yeah, I don't know. Um, as far as my opinion on the game, uh, Miami dead last in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, dead last in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. So love Herbert, love Keenan Allen, who's still too cheap. He crushes every single week. He's getting like 15 targets every single week. So uh, love him. And he's going to avoid the corners on the outside since he runs most of his routes in the slot. And uh, like Chop mentioned, I mean, the one guy that has gotten hurt from Herbert is Hunter Henry. So probably won't look there. I mean, he's still getting a decent number of targets, but just hasn't done anything with them. Uh, on Miami side, I kind of agree with you guys. It's not anybody that's jumping off the page, you know, to a, Led his team to 2-0, but he hasn't really done a ton from a fantasy perspective. Don't want to trust those running backs. And uh, if Preston Williams ends up being out, you know, maybe it's a Devontae Parker game. All right, Derek, we got Dolphins uh, minus 2.5 at home, a total sitting at 48. Well, you know the Chargers are going to have a lead and lose, so give me Miami. Yeah, what's with the Chargers and the Falcons, man? They they just, like, they don't want to win any – I guess you throw the Jets in there, too. They they didn't want to win that game on Monday night. So, I, I, I've been hitching my wagon to Miami a, a lot lately. I'm going to continue that. You know, two and a half seems a, a little low, uh, being a home favorite here. But uh, I'm going to continue to roll with the Dolphins here. Chop, what do you got? One team has bad coaching, as we've already talked about, and one team has borderline great coaching. And Flores – is a great defensive mind and I have no doubts that he'll he'll throw uh the sink at Justin Herbert as a rookie and and really make him think hard back there so I want Miami all right I have that as our fourth part of the parlay or teaser does that that sound about right to you guys sounds about right all right we'll we'll recap and make sure that we're all on the same page there but three games left here in week 10 you are listening to the dfs ogs podcast here on rotor grinders thank you as always for tuning in next game guys san francisco traveling to new orleans uh saints big home favorites here 
a decent total at 50. Uh, no major injuries. Obviously, we know San Francisco's entire team is out. We don't need to walk through all that. Uh, we saw Richie James have a big game. So are, are you guys believing in that? Uh, was that a mirage because they were down? The tight end situation, do we get more out of Jordan Reed here? Uh, Dwelly, any interest there? And in New Orleans, look great uh, in that game against Tampa. We finally got some from production from Drew Brees, and that did not involve much from Michael Thomas. So 7.4K on Michael Thomas, only 5 for 51 in that game. Uh, do we want to attack him here? Probably lower on with some of the other marquee receivers we have uh, on the board in that, that middling production last week. So Noto, this one's you. San Francisco, again, a lot of injuries. You seen anybody popping off the page there? Uh, and then the Saints side, Michael Thomas at 7.4, yes or no? Yeah, I've had a hard time trusting anyone from the Niners all year. I mean, and it seems like whoever the coaching staff says is going to get the ball, doesn't get the ball. Last week they said it was going to be Jamichael Hasty. He ended up getting four carries, and McKinnon did all the work. A couple of weeks ago they said it was going to be McKinnon, and then they decided to rest him uh, and only gave him three carries, I believe. So I don't really know what to believe with this Niners offense. Uh, plus they got you know, hardly anybody left uh, in their offense, and they're going on the road against the Saints who have been pretty good defensively. The only position that they've really struggled with is tight end. So maybe you can look to Jordan Reed. Uh, he's not going to run a ton of uh, snaps, but he will run some routes, and they have been trying to get him involved. So maybe Jordan Reed for me. Everything else is just wait and see with the injuries, but don't expect to get there. Michael Thomas seems like a great buy at 7,400. Um, you know, go check Cardi's blitz. I'm sure he's going to be popping anytime he's at home. Uh, he's going to get a good projection. So I like him quite a bit. Kamara's always in play, obviously. And those are really the only two I would look to for the Saints. All right, Chop, your turn here, Niners-Saints. Uh, I'm not interested in the Niners in this matchup at all. New Orleans with a tough defense, and this is too injury-plagued of a team. Like You're not going to run the ball like over and over against the Saints and, and be successful. So I don't – I want the backfield, and I think everybody's getting – Hammered with uh, Nick Mullins as your quarterback and no George Kittle, so I don't want the I don't want the Niners. And then on the New Orleans side, eh, it, it's been a Camara game just about all year long. I don't think that's going to change too much. Michael Thomas, Camara, man, they're like the duo that you can stack together. They're like the one duo in the NFL you can consistently stack together, and and it pays off. So I think I think it's a good week for both of those guys. And those are, uh, I mean, Drew Brees has those games where he spreads it around to like five different pass catchers for touchdowns. And he did that against Tampa Bay. So now I think this game, they get back to the two headed monster of Kamara and Thomas. I mean, Bree's been giving you a pretty solid floor. You know, I don't, I don't know that he's giving you tournament winning upside when some of these guys are, are putting up 35, 40, but uh, pretty much been in the low to mid twenties uh, each and every week. Uh, I, I don't want to play him at 6,400 here. Uh, I think a lot of people may go there coming off that game that everybody saw. So just something to keep an eye on. But I like that price on Thomas. Kamara uh, always in play. And Latavius Murray makes for an interesting uh, deeper play. I'm with you guys on the Niners. I think you try to run it back with a pass catcher. But uh, trying to figure out who that would be, I, I think Jordan Reed could be interesting uh, coming off a dud last week. All right, Chop, we got Saints minus nine and a half in that total sitting at 50. Oh, man. Wow, nine and a half. That's a big – I'm going to take the under here. I just hope – I hope Frisco can play just enough defense to keep this thing under. I'm on the under as well. Uh, I was leaning Saints, but uh, that number is about where it should be. Uh, I, I just don't know how the Niners are going to put up a ton of points here, and the Saints at their heart want to run the ball. That could be a lot of clock uh, coming off. So I'll go under that 50 as well.
Derek. I will take the Saints, but I got a question. Uh, do you think the Saints could win, or not win the division, but make the playoffs with Taysom Hill as their starting quarterback? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know that dude. That dude, I love Taysom Hill. I mean, the, the dude's an animal. I don't know that he can make it through a season uh, playing like that. So, I I think with a combination of, of Jameis and Taysom, they would have a shot, but I don't know that just with, with Taysom. I'm going to say no just because I think he'd get hurt. Chop. Taysom, no, I don't even think they make the playoffs, but I'll say that if they made the move to Jameis Winston, I think they would win the Super Bowl. Damn. I like it. Would you you care to elaborate on that hot take? I think that they've shown that they've got a a good enough defense to win Super Bowls, and they've got two of the best playmakers in all of football at different skill positions and good offensive coach. And Drew Brees is, man – he is just mustering up everything he can to get that ball 30 yards downfield at times. Like if they, if they had a legitimate quarterback who could stretch the field, this would, this, this team would be unstoppable. I mean, Jameis was out there eating the W after that, uh, that win. In <laughs> the Tampa, only thing, so. the only thing they've ever, that has ever been held against Jameis is those terrible, terrible turnovers. But man, you would hope uh, Sean Payton's good enough to, to like uh, limit that. Oh, that that and stealing the crab legs chop. Let's, let's oh, not yeah. forget about that. that. Old, so. hey, I can't blame him for that. Oh, I can't either. Crab I, legs after last are week, I might be stealing some crab legs too. All right, two games left here. We next one we got Seattle and the Rams. This one should be fun as well. And another huge total game that um, just a tick below that that Buffalo Seattle at fifty five and a half. But uh, Seattle, we said lost at Buffalo. You know, we saw Russell Wilson not really look sharp. I mean, a lot a lot of turnovers, which is usually not his mo. The Rams. Uh, fresh coming off a bye. So Seattle, uh, we know Carson, Carlos Hyde, uh, questionable once again. So we'll have to keep an eye on that, see what that running back room looks like. Uh, the Rams should be fully healthy here. Uh, I think the receivers uh, is the question here, guys. You know, we always wonder, is it, is it a Cooper Cup week? Is it a Robert Woods week? A- any leans there? Uh, Josh Reynolds, 17 targets uh, over the last two games before the bye. So maybe he's the play. Higby's down to 3.7. So chop. This one goes to you here. Uh, we know what Seattle is. We know it's it's Russ, it's Lockett, it's Metcalf. Obviously a tough matchup here uh, for somebody with Jalen Ramsey, probably DK Metcalf. Does that swerve you in any way? And then the Rams, any strong leans on those receivers, uh, which we know we can attack Seattle. They're going to give up production. Maybe it's both of them. Uh, any strong takes there? Oh, man. Uh, for the Rams, uh, you know, I think that uh, I'm definitely going to be Jared Goff is definitely in play for me to Robert Woods. And I think Cooper Cup's fine too. I, I would typically want to lean towards Robert Woods, but yeah, those, those, those three guys, Goff to Woods and Goff to Cups is, is good. Running backs. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Last time we saw Daryl Henderson, he, he had to leave with an injury. So who knows what the status of that backfield is now. And if they're all three going to split reps, who knows? So not, not as, not as sold on the backfield, but I love the passing in this game for those guys. And on the Seattle side, I'm not so certain that Jalen Ramsey shadows DK Metcalf. They Ramsey's been working a little bit more out of the slot and just moving all over the field to make him as effective as he can possibly be. So he may he may draw some Tyler Lockett too. It's going to be interesting, but this will tell you, man. This will tell you all you need to know about DK Metcalf. If he goes out there and he starts to eat up Jalen Ramsey, we know we got something on our hands, something pretty incredible. So I'm be interested to watch the game. I don't know. I don't know where my fantasy production is going to fall out of those two guys, but 
I'm interested on them. And obviously Russell Wilson in this backfield, I'll probably pass on until I see what it looks like after uh, Chris Carson comes back. Yeah, I'm pretty much out on both backfields. Uh, I'm with you. There's too many, too many miles to feed in that Rams backfield. You don't know who it's going to be. It's, it's almost like they're doing it intentionally. Uh, Seattle, it's just too hard to say. If Carson's back, he's, he's all right, I guess, if there's some value there. But it's the receivers, Derek. You know, do I, is it Metcalf or Lockett? Is it Cup or Woods? Uh, any strong takes on the receiver cores here? Yeah, so I chased the matchup narrative last week with the Seahawks. You know, I played Tyler Lockett in the slot because uh, Tredavious White was going to be on DK Metcalf, and it turns out it uh, doesn't really matter when it comes to DK Metcalf. Still went over 100 yards, caught a touchdown. Uh, White was shadowing him for most of the game. So at this point, you know, I'll take chances with him in any one-on-one matchup. I think White's a better cornerback than Jalen Ramsey anyway. Um, so I like I like DK Metcalf, especially if he's going to be lower owned. If everyone looks to you know go back to Lockett, that's just fine. Um, Lockett did have a couple uh, deep throws that were really close to being big plays, but um, give me Metcalf over Lockett, and uh, certainly you can play Russ with him. And then for the Rams, I'll take Woods over Cup, but it's really close. I mean, Cup coming off a 20 target game, and he only put up 25 fantasy points. Woods just has more touchdowns, uh, and he's getting you know those consistent. Looks every single week. He also gives you a couple of rushing attempts every week, which is kind of nice, a uh, little bonus. So I'll take Woods over Cup. But again, you can play all of them. You can stack this game any way you want. And uh, I was quoting the wrong Los Angeles matchup earlier. It's actually the Seahawks that are ranked dead last against quarterbacks and wide receivers and not the Dolphins. Yeah, that passing game, definitely in play for the Rams. And just looking at Tyler Lockett, I mean, this guy's been under nine DraftKings points in four of the last five games. I mean, the, the only one was that massive 56-point game, which obviously won people a lot of money. But uh, so uh, the last month, he's pretty much been under uh, 10 DraftKings points. So maybe he gets it going here. Metcalf has, has clearly separated himself uh, as the alpha here with, with this passing core, and the price uh, certainly reflects that as well. All right, Derek, we got Rams minus two here at home, 55-and-a-half on that total. Ooh, should be a really good game. Uh, I will take – I'll take the Seahawks. I'm going over again. I, I'm the fish place. These big totals, man, I, I just don't see how these offenses don't put a ton of points on the board. So, hate to go over on the two highest total games here, but that that's where I'm going. I'm going over 55 and a half. Chop, what do you got? I want – to take the Rams, but I'm not going to because Russell has that, that magic in the fourth quarter sometimes. So I, I'm going to take the uh, over in this game also. I think the Rams jump out and then force his hand and Russell does that comeback thing and we get enough points to go over. All right, last game, Cincinnati coming off a bye, travels to Pittsburgh here. We do not have a line on this game. So we are we're done with the betting picks. Uh, it's got to do with Ben. Roethlisberger ended up on the COVID list. Uh, was in close contact with Vance McDonald, who tested positive. So uh, we'll see how that works out. So we'll do our best here. I mean, if Ben's out, obviously that, that's a huge uh, downgrade on this entire offense like we saw last season. But we'll play it as if Ben's going to be in there. Uh, Cincinnati, again, coming off the bye. Uh, Joe Mixon, questionable. We'll see if he returns here. Cincy receivers, Derek. That's been a – you know, they got three guys the same on the Pittsburgh side. So – uh, let's talk. Let's talk as if Ben's in. Let's break down these receivers. Uh, anyone standing out for the Bengals, Steelers, as far as receivers go, and the rest of your thoughts here, Bengals and Steelers. 
Yeah, I finally got a nice game from Juju Smith-Schuster last week, uh, and I saw a stat. He doesn't have a single drop so far this season, but now he is the most expensive stealer. So uh, I'll go back to Deontay Johnson. Um, he had 10 targets last week, caught six of them. Uh, he's been the wide receiver one in this offense, and he's the cheapest of the three, cheaper than Claypool, cheaper than Juju. Uh, James Conner had that uh, pretty poor game against the, the Cowboys. He was one of the many running backs that kind of struggled last week. Uh, we talked about Justin Jackson, David Johnson, uh, a bunch of guys in that same price range all just uh, struggled. So uh, another weird week where the chalk running backs don't hit. Uh, but Ben Roethlisberger, he's fine. It's a pretty good matchup at home. Uh, he just doesn't give you that rushing upside, so he's not a guy that I usually get to. Cincinnati side, I will probably be fading them. Uh, just a tough matchup on the road. I have a ton of respect for the Steelers' defense. But, um, I mean, what a year for rookie quarterbacks. You know, Joe Burrow, Herbert, Tua, and Jake Luton, all just uh, franchise guys, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievable, Jake. I like how you slipped Luton in there on me, but uh, I'll, I'll let it slide here. We'll see how he does against my pack. But, yeah, the, these rookies have been very impressive. So, uh, Chop, I'm kind of with Derek here. I, I, I love Joe Burrow. He's going to put up numbers. You assume they're playing from behind here. But, you know, th this is the best defense in football, in my opinion. So, I don't have a ton of interest in the Cincinnati sign. Connor, I think this could be a decent bounce-back spot, but we know they want to work other guys in. Uh, and then those Pittsburgh receivers, I, I'm with Derek as well. Deontay Johnson, uh, that's always the answer. Who's the cheapest? When he's healthy, he's been getting a ton of targets. So uh, your thoughts here, Chop? Wrap us up. Bengals and Steelers. Yeah, so on the Pittsburgh side, it all comes down to Ben. If he's not in there, I, I don't know that I want any of those receivers. And I know somebody will probably do okay. But uh, I've seen enough Mason Rudolph to know he's just not particularly good. So. I don't know who I would take. Maybe James Conner would be the guy if Ben is out. And if Ben is in, then, yeah, I'm going Deontay and Conner. Conner's fine, too. I actually think I have some interest in Cincinnati, and I never, never want to attack Pittsburgh. But now we're, we're coming off of, uh, you know, a couple of big wins for Pittsburgh. They looked terrible last week. I, I don't expect them to look that bad this week, but I don't expect them to look, like, great all of a sudden again. I think that – it's just the way the NFL works. And Cincinnati's coming off of a bye week. More time for A.J. Green to heal. More time for T. Higgins to get better in his rookie year. Tyler Boyd's a rock there. He's steady in the, in the slot. Joe Mixon's getting healthy. I think Joe Burrow can dink and dunk this defense. I think he can dink and dunk his way to 300-plus yards in this game. So pick a receiver. I'm, I'm going to lean towards Boyd, but I think there, I think he can do some damage here. All right, that'll wrap us up. We don't have a spread, we don't have a total, so no more betting picks for you guys. But I do want to get, before we get out of here, and we got a couple things to talk about, but we, we did it last week. Some people enjoyed it. So favorite play on the slate. We know it's early. As always, a, a reminder, this is our early look at things, uh, probably our first look for all of us uh, at everything. So uh, sometimes your first instinct is your best instinct. Uh, so favorite play on the slate. Favorite stack on the slate. So whoever's ready with theirs, uh, jump in here. I mean, I could I could tell you that as far as stacking is concerned, it, it'll have something to do with Arizona at home against Buffalo. Kyler Murray in there. I don't – I could pair him with Edmonds and Kirk or if I want to get spunky and play the ownership game, DeAndre Hopkins, put him in there with Murray because I think he goes under-owned with the matchup. So my favorite stack – team is Arizona in some way shape or form if I'm factoring in ownership salary everything that goes with it just my overall favorite play that's under the radar 
I'm going Robert Woods this week. I think Robert Woods has a blow-up week in this matchup. Damn, he's part of my stack, Chop. I, I like oh, that, Ram, I like I like that Rams passing stack. I like golf, and I think you could use both of them. I mean, sometimes you got to decide, but against Seattle, high total game, I think we could see enough production to go around. So I'll go with golf, Cup, Woods. Run it back with, with something on the Seattle side. We're getting expensive here if you go DK, but uh, there is some value to go around. So I'll go with that. As far as favorite play on the slate, uh, let me dig around here. Derek, what do you got? Favorite play, favorite stack? I like that Robert Woods call. I'm going to go Michael Thomas. It is week 10, and he has yet to catch a touchdown. I know he's only played two games. And they're playing at home where he has crushed throughout his career. And the Niners have a good defense, and typically when the Saints are facing a good defense, they get the ball to Michael Thomas. All right, I'm, I'm going to go with one of your Jags. I like DJ Chark here. I, I know the matchup's going to be tough, but I think he's going to get another uh, 10, 15 targets here. So it's 6.2K uh, with a team throwing a ton, even with Luton throwing the ball. Uh, DJ Chark uh, standing out for me. So, Chop, let's get a quick season-long update. People are on the edge of their seat uh, wanting to know how that's going. No, it's not good, man. It's two two losses in a row now for oh. me. Uh, this past week and, and this past week, I had to be favored by I don't know how many. Like I had the nuts for my for my starters, and and I had James Conner and Chase Edmonds totally let me down, man. They they bailed on me. So and I had the Pittsburgh defense. I had the Pittsburgh defense too in that league. So all three of those totally let me down. I'm like, let me look up. Let me pull up the standings for you. I am. Five and four now. It's still good enough for second place or third place overall, third most points in the league. And I just made a trade this morning because I got antsy and I pulled the trigger on getting rid of James Conner. You don't, you don't do that to me. You don't do that shit to me, man. Give me no three-point game, James. I'll shit you out. out of here. Back your shit, Conner. You're, You're out of here. here. I'm taking Chris Carson in return. All right. Wow. That's a bold move there, Chop. I like it. You just take over one of these teams, the, uh, the the Falcons and some of these other some of these other teams. Give me the Chargers, the Jets. Give me, the, give me take over Chargers, Lynn. I won't be calling fades at the two freaking yard line, man, with the game on the line. Let, let's get them in there. Uh, and we were going to talk the holidays, but we're running a little behind. We got a couple weeks, so we'll, we'll put that on the back burner. We'll, we'll talk some holidays, Derek. I know you've been working hard on golf, buddy. I don't want to give away the farm here. A lot of great content over at Roto Grinders. Uh, if you guys look, I'm not a huge golf guy, but I love when, when the masters things roll around, uh, it's a great sweat in DFS. Uh, you can get four days out of it. Sometimes you only get two when you don't get your guys through the cut, but uh, Derek, any quick info for the peeps, maybe they haven't tried golf, your favorite play, whatever you want to throw at them here. Let's just give them a little golf info before we get out of here. Yeah, we got a lot of free stuff on the site. If you want to look at the first look uh, article, got course history, salaries, odds, all that good stuff. Uh, we also have a betting survey with myself, uh, Matt Schmidt and STL Cardinals. That's also free if you want to check that out. Uh, my favorite bet of the week, Bubba Watson, 33 to 1 in most sports books right now. Uh, really good ball striking over the last couple months and uh, always plays well in even numbered years for whatever reason. Um, this is obviously 2020s, uh, has two green jackets already, uh, hoping he gets a third. And nobody wants to hear my season-long update, but I actually won by 0 .04 fantasy points, which is equivalent of one passing yard. And the guy I had had Damon Harris in the Monday night game, uh, reeled off that long run, and got injured. So uh, oh. won by less than a yard. That's you're going to say something about Jordan Howard, and you guys were counting per <laughs> carry or something. But uh, nice. Uh, a W, we'll take it. They're, sometimes they, they come down to under a point. It's crazy. But uh, 
yeah, get over and check out the golf info. I mean, these, these guys know their stuff uh, inside and out. So we'll have you covered there. Obviously, we'll have you covered for Thursday Night Football. Uh, Chop continues to knock out the showdown video, so make sure you go check that out. Uh, and then Lineup HQ, if you guys haven't checked it out, great way uh, to get prepared, make a ton of lineups very quickly. And a thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. For Noto, for Chop, I am Beer saying salut. Thank you, as always, for listening, guys. Good luck this week. See you next week.